Coming up next, we talk about Tony Finau finally getting it done. His second PGA Tour win after five years. We talk about what it means for his confidence, his career going forward. Uh, we talk about what a amazing run of golf he has been on for five years um, and how rewarding it must have been for him to finally get a win. Uh, we talk about Cam Smith and his mullet and uh, just how historic the type of golf John Rahm is playing right now. Um, it is some of the best golf we've seen in the past 20 years on tour. Uh, so before we get to the pod, we want to talk about the Three Rivers Golf Tour. Uh, Sunday, September 26th, the Tour Championship is going on as presented by Indiana Physical Therapy at Chestnut Hills. Guys, I got to tell you, in high school, uh, every single big tournament was at Chestnut Hills, and the course terrified me as a 17, 18-year-old. And uh, one of the one of the staples of Southwest Fort Wayne, Chestnut, uh, Three Rivers Tour will be playing there again Sunday, September 26th. Get your entry in as soon as you can. Um, I think the deadline is that week. Um, so there will be a gross division and a net division, and the player of the year will be named, obviously, after that tournament as well. Um, additionally, when you get a chance, um, check out the Golf Garage out on Parnell Avenue. Um, Dave and Matt got everything you need. Uh, fall's coming. I know there will be simulator leagues. And uh, go out there, use the track man to your advantage, look at your numbers, work on your golf swing. Um, talking to Dave, he's there's been a lot of work in the in the shop there. They've moved a lot of stuff around, so they've been working hard. Um, so go support our, our local guys out there at the golf garage when you can. Finally, let's get to the podcast with Johnny and uh, a new addition, Zach Fitzgerald. Welcome to Your Best Bets. Uh, it's, it's a celebration Monday of uh, one Tony Finau on Your Best Bets, uh, uh, a guy that we've been rooting for for uh, quite a while, uh, five years since his last win, and he finally gets it done this last weekend uh, at Liberty National. Uh, joining me to break it all down are two guys that are much better at golf than myself, uh, Johnny Strouser. Johnny, what's up? Good to be here, and um, that's possibly a very true statement. Thank you. I, I might have beaten you once or twice, uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I think and additionally, uh, making his debut, Zach Fitzgerald. Zach, how are we? We are doing well. Uh, we've never played together, so that is not confirmed. I just, I just go by what well, I see on the, on the scoreboard. I would say, let me, let me, let me say this. Um, to, to back up Phil's point here, there's three people in this conversation and two of us have won uh, FWGA tournaments before. So Zach, congrats on, on winning the little city earlier this year. Um, was that your first? Yeah, it was my first Fort Wayne golf association tournament. I appreciate cool. it. Good. Good for you. I mean, at least, was, had, at least we've had someone on that's won a tournament this year. Oh, that's harsh. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, guys, um, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm just, ex I was so ecstatic yesterday um, for Tony Finau. And not only because I had a plus $5,000 bet writing on it, uh, but as a fan of the game, uh, we're talking about a guy that's been probably one of the three or four most consistent players the last five years. Um, we've made jokes on here. He will always find a way to lose. And uh, yesterday he found a way to win and he really closed strong back 930 um, midway through the round. It looks like John Rahm is just going to run away with this thing. And then the putter starts getting a little faulty down the, uh, down the stretch there. And Finau makes a huge par on 18 gets into a playoff with Cam Smith and uh, Cam sort of served it up on the silver platter there in the, in the playoff. But uh, thoughts on Tony Finau, thoughts on him finally getting his second win. Uh, Zach, go ahead. Uh, I'm excited to see Tony win. Uh, he's a player that I really like. Uh, I, I think he, he hits the ball extremely well. 
He struggles a little bit with driving accuracy, but when he does drive the ball well, he scores extremely well. It's odd to me that he's never won previous to this uh, since the last one. It just doesn't make sense because he's been there so many times. I think I saw uh, Justin Ray had a stat that he had 38 or 39 top 10 since his last win in 16. Uh, it's It's been insane how, how good he's been, and it's hard to – put yourself in contention that much and not win. Uh, Johnny, thoughts on Finau? I know you had some some doubts coming down the stretch. Yeah, I had a lot of doubts. And it wasn't because I don't like the player, don't like the guy. I mean, if you – he's just an easy guy to root for. But he's he's proven time and time again that, uh, you know, he he can't – he hasn't been able to handle the, the brightest of lights uh, when he's playing in that final group. And uh, – you know, luckily he got paired in the uh, second to last group there and, you know, was going to go out and post a number and he was hanging in there. Um, you know, he started out pretty strong in that, that final round there. Um, it was kind of so, so didn't take advantage of the par fives, which is normally what he can do with that, uh, you know, with that, that length of his. And it looked like John Rahm was going to end up winning that. I mean, they made the turn. He was up, what, a couple there. And that's when uh, I think local CBS cut the uh cut the feed i went out and ended up running errands and everything and i think i texted you and i was like this is just this is not going to be a you know this could be pretty boring here but uh he struggled like you said making putts there and the one thing that uh that, that Finau has always struggled with as you know especially on sundays is, is making that putt when he needs to make a putt and that one that he buried on the 18th hole uh was it five or six feet or something like that for par i mean that was huge for his confidence that i mean that could be you know, in theory, uh, a, a big building block of his success going forward, because, you know, so more often than not, he had, uh, he had had those putts, uh, whether it's early in a Sunday round, whether it's midday or at the end of the round, and has just been unable to, to make them. And, and I mean, I loved it. I, I had my, my doubts, like I had told you, and I've, I've had throughout this entire podcast, it seems like, but really cool to see uh hopefully some you know like you got in on them uh won some money on them and, and hopefully some other people did and, and i'm hoping that this kind of springboards him to to having some success and and uh winning some events and closing them out in the future yeah the uh the funny thing is is we i think we we were talking about him last week uh, you know when we're going down the odds and i, I mentioned plus five thousand that's probably the appropriate price uh going into last week he's been overpriced for a long time for a guy that doesn't really win ever and finally he's appropriately priced you know we put our, our best our best bets on wednesday and i had this feeling on thursday morning um you know just that he was he was going to be in contention and um and probably not win. And that's what I said in the podcast last week, but uh, that, that's when I threw the bet in is right before the, the round started Thursday. And uh, again, still going into Sunday, looked like John Rahm's game um, midway through. He was, I mean, he was hitting, uh, he, he was ridiculous off the tee. He has that little cut working so well. Um, and when he's dialed in with his irons, he seems unbeatable, but he missed a couple short ones at the turn around the turn. And, and that was it. Cam Smith, um, this guy is a guy that continually puts himself into contention. Um, we saw him a couple weeks ago at the WGC St. Jude, where he was right in the mix. Uh, you know, he hit, hit his tee shot in the trees on 18, missed a playoff. And here he is again, showing up in a big spot. Feels like he's really elevated his game to be a legit top 20 player. Uh, Zach thoughts on, on Cam Smith, other than, uh, his mullet. <laughs> well, that was the first thing I was going to say, but, uh, no, I, I like his game. Um, I watched some of the, the highlights from his round. I was not able to watch the tournament live, really, but I watched some of the highlights, and he hit some amazing shots into some tough pins. Uh, he hit some amazing putts from distance. Uh, it, it seemed like he couldn't miss all day. It, it was really surprising to me when I was watching the overview of his entire round that he missed the putt on 18 when I knew he missed the putt on 18 because it just didn't make sense that it shouldn't have gone in. I, I actually expected him to make that just, and that was going to be a, a typical Finau situation. Uh, uh, you know, I was looking at Cam's numbers and he was basically a zero off the tee this week. And so he, 
gained about nine shots with his irons, which is, uh, I was pretty amazed by that considering um, it just feels like he plays a brand of game where he's playing catch up off the tee into the green, but you're getting that much on approach with as good a putter as he is, uh, you're, you're going to be in contention uh, a lot, right, Johnny? Yeah, he uh, de- definitely pretty good iron player and, and short game is very, very solid. And when he can just get the ball and play, um, he, he's good enough with his irons to, to you know, give himself a lot of birdie putts. Um, doesn't look like much as far as, you know, he's, he's not very big. Um, doesn't have that powerful of a golf swing and he kind of, kind of loops it at the top there, but it, it works for him and he, he's able to replicate it and he he's been doing it all season long. I mean, it's, this isn't just a late season surge. I mean, he, he's been playing well since, uh, since the springtime. So, uh, and even before that, when, uh, uh, was it the fall masters that he, he broke 70 every, every day when he was the guy. So, I mean, it, you know, he's, he's coming into his own and he's going to be a, pretty good uh um you know foreign born player that's going to play over here and i think he's going to have a lot of success as he learns to to tighten up the driver a little bit maybe maybe you know he gains a little bit distance or or uh you know or at least hits it a little bit straighter and and i could see uh a good little solid career for him and once he can hit the golf shots when he needs to hit them um you know i'm talking about the playoff when he when he just wiped it way right out of bounds there and he's going to have to eliminate those, but you know, it's one of those things that uh, tighten up the swing a little bit and he could be a good player um, for, for a long, long time on the PGA tour. I saw today that someone asked him what the uh, FedEx cup, uh, the 15 million would mean to him. And he said he didn't really need it. You know, he was set and, you know, he might buy some more, uh, some, some fishing equipment. Uh, that'd be in pretty nice spot, right? Where 15 million is just, you know, it's just an added bonus to what you, what you've already made. Um, John Rom, uh, guys, I was looking at, um, a site that I really like data golf. They were looking at the last 20 years of, uh, strokes gained. And, uh, basically the only, the only run that's been better was, uh, I think tiger in 2000, eight um when he had that insane run wow. in spring of 08 uh, as far as strokes gain compared to the field so john Rahm playing some of the best golf in the last 20 years uh going back to basically since the memorial where he had to withdraw wins the u.s open finishes third at the open and then third this week um zach listen to these numbers uh u.s open 15 uh, strokes gained that week uh, 11 strokes gained tee to green uh he gained 12 the week of the open. And then this last week he gained 12 T to green and he only picked up one with the putter. So the putter probably cost him a win, but this guy's on an insane run of golf. It, it, it feels like he's nearly unbeatable. I feel the most bad for John Ron recently this year uh, with what happened at the Memorial uh, and then with the COVID test at the Olympics, which he had a very good shot to bring home a medal. And it seems like he really wanted to. Uh, I'm glad that you brought up that, that strokes gained uh, stat because I was doing some research prior to this. And his number, I believe, is 4.06 over the last 20 tournaments gained over the field. And the next closest person is Harris English at 2.42. So he two times better than the next best person over the last 20 tournaments. That is a run that I can't comprehend. Uh, so yeah, he's amazing. I think he's going to have a, a really historic career. Um, we, Johnny and I had talked about earlier before the season started uh, most wins in the, in the 2020s um, he took Colin Morikawa. I took Justin Thomas. It might be John Rahm when it's all said and done. Uh, I don't know, Johnny, would you still take Morikawa? I, I still feel good about Morikawa, but man, this run by, by John Rahm is, is, I mean, this is historic. Just the, the you know, since 2008 has, have we not seen something like this? And, and I mean, he just, he's just dominating fields. It seems like, and, and, I don't know. I mean, I, I could easily see him winning as much if he plays as much as Morikawa. And it seems like, you know, he's comfortable with his golf swing. And I think, you know, after having 
after having the child, you know, now he's kind of established the family life here. He was what we wanted Rory to be, you know, after he got married and had the kid and everything like that. And, you know, it hasn't happened with him and maybe Rory's terrible now. I don't know, but he's got I mean, all that perspective, what, all that perspective, perspective. You're right. That's, that's, that's the name of the game there. But I mean, Rom's got such a foolproof swing that, I mean, it's just a three quarter, just turn and burn and he hits it, you know, he carries it three ten, And the fact that he's making a lot of putts on top of, uh, uh, on top of how well he's hitting the ball is just is just remarkable. But I mean, I think those two guys between Colin Marikawa and John Rahm are, are your two top players. You know, these next nine, ten years going forward. I have the thought in my head that I think if somebody was to ask me going forward through their careers, I think Thomas is going to win more tournaments. I think Morikawa is going to win more majors than any player currently playing. Hmm. He just strikes irons far too well yeah tiger honestly yeah i would agree there i i've already given morikawa like eight majors zach so uh, yeah <laughs> i think it's or i don't i don't see a golf course that's not set up to a guy that hits irons that well now we did do the same with thing with rory when he won four majors in a short time span and he hasn't won one in seven years now uh i speak Spieth the same way. I said to people when Spieth won his first couple majors that I thought he would win more than Rory in this career. You still think that? Yes. I think Rory with the kid, uh, I don't think he cares as much about winning currently. I think maybe it'll come back, but I don't think that's a terrible thing either. He seems happy. Yeah. I, I almost wonder if Rory's going to win another major again, period. I mean, I think we've talked about that. At least I know Johnny and I have talked about that. Uh, I mean, I just, it's just, this, this guy is different than, than he used to be. And um, you get all these, these, the scar tissue build up over uh, the course of your career. Someone like Morikawa really hasn't experienced any tough losses yet. Um, I guess a guy like DJ is a little bit different where he had bounds of scar tissue and he overcame it. But uh, he's built a little bit differently. It seems, um, Regardless, but I, I mean, yeah, Morikawa, Rom, JT, you know, those guys are going to win a bunch of tournaments, a bunch of majors the next 10 years. It's going to be awesome to watch. I think golf's in a really good spot. Um, what else? Any other takeaways from uh, this past week with the Northern Trust? Uh, JT finally got a top 10, first top 10 since players. Uh, Bryson's going to play in the long drive competition the day after the, the Ryder Cup. Um, can we? Can we take him off the team? Is that, I mean, can we do that, please? I I, I kind of wish we could, but no. I, unfortunately, I don't think there's. I think there's some rules behind that, but I don't know if he's. He might end up being the biggest liability when it comes out to it because Reed's not going to make the team. So, you know, it's just like, is he going to be the the shit show of a of a scene that he's been here the last you know several weeks, not talking to the media and you know doing all this other stuff? Is is, is he going to be the the one annoying piece here that, uh, you know, that's going to make this, uh, this American team struggle. I'll swap Reed for DeChambeau any day. And I think Reed will probably get picked if he doesn't get the top 10. He's fiery. He's got pneumonia now though. He's got mm. not just pneumonia, bilateral pneumonia, but bilateral. Is. I don't okay. think he's, Pick the team think he's going to get picked yeah. because of Cause he's just not going to be seasoned. I mean, I, I don't even know if he's going to qualify for the tour championship, is he? No, I think he's in 29th right now. And they were saying that more than likely he will not. Yeah. I mean, uh, Justine came out and said he's not playing uh, BMW. And I, you know, I follow her Twitter very closely um, for these kind of things at use golf facts. She's a great Twitter follow. Um, uh, no, I, I think this is a great out for Stricker for, for Reed to potentially not pick him. Um, I, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what his health is like in a couple of weeks. Um, any other takeaways uh, from Northern Trust for you, Johnny? You know, we just we saw the some of the bigger names there that uh, that, that showed up to play, and, and like you said, Thomas. I was happy to see after even struggling that Sunday morning or I'm sorry, Monday morning on his uh, final round there, he birdied, what, four of his last seven or something like that to get into the top 10. So, 
you know, there's some, there's some life out of them there. And, uh, you know, we saw Rom and obviously Fino, some of the big guns there. So it was a hard one to handicap, um, because you just didn't know how some of these guys were going to show up here. It's going to get, I, I'm liking the board a lot more this week here, obviously with the smaller field. So hopefully we can take what we learned from, uh, from this last week here and, and put it to, uh, towards the BMW. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Uh, Spieth, uh, Spieth broke 80 on Sunday, so that was that was good to see. Um, yeah, he shot <laughs> under par one round, I think, was it? Oh, he shot 62 on Friday, and then yeah. he almost let, – let, Yeah. Yep, let me say this about Spieth, though. That, that round, though, that last round really concerned me. I didn't – I watched a little bit of it, um, but he was having that two-way miss, and a two-way miss for a, for a, a touring pro is just – is death. So, and he struggled with that for years. So hopefully that was just an outlier round because when you don't know if you're going to miss it left or right, um, you know, in, in a typical round of golf you, for these tour guys. Yep. 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 You point at yourself there, Phil. That's me. That's me. Yep. yep. So you, you struggle on tour is what, is what I'm, I'm uh, thinking there, but no, I just seriously though, it, that's, it's a little concern. So I'm, I'll have to watch this one closely here, this next event, because it's like, when you start doing that, it's uh, the rails can can kind of fall off pretty quickly within a couple of weeks. Uh, I uh, didn't see the tournament or the last round, but you just saying that makes me lose a lot of confidence in him for the next week. Yeah, just uh, the fact that his driver is is what he has to hit well in order to score. Yep. Uh, and 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 the numbers back it up, guys. Uh, he lost five point seven strokes off the tee last week. Is that is that bad? Um, oh. that's brutal. That's brutal. <laughs> he also lost two, two with the putter as well. So he was usually, he can, he can make up, uh, some shots with, with magic on the greens and he wasn't able to do that either. So that was, it was outside of Friday 62. It was kind of a disaster for him. Um, no other thoughts for me on, on this, uh, you know, we're one week closer to the Ryder cup. I'm not going to go back and we went over this a lot last week but i mean obviously finals and I, I feel like there's 11 11 spots 11 spots now spoken for i think the last spot is a little bit up for grabs um but we'll see what stricker does um this week guys we have the bmw championship and uh it's at caves valley which is uh it's a course that you know we just haven't seen um which is, I think, the, the, maybe the third time this has happened this year on tour, which, you know, I remember in March, you know, the uh, WGC at the concession, uh, never saw that course before, and it was awesome. Uh, at Congaree uh, in, I think that was June, um, you know, we were we were led through Congaree by, by Ambassador Lucas Glover, and uh, that, that looked like a good place to, to play around the golf. And, and so now this week we've got Caves Valley, um, and – I've it's it's a Fazio design. I've I've seen a ton of comps to Quail Hollow, um, over seventy five hundred yards, uh, bent grass greens. Uh, it 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 seems to me on paper to fit the bombers. Um, you know the par fives are a little bit longer. Um, you know there there is a lot of uh, a there's a few different or a few shorter par fours that I think might provide birdie opportunities, but it sounds like scoring is still expected to be 15 to 20 under. Um, Zach, you said you had some, you had some notes on, on this golf course. Is that correct? Not necessarily on the golf course, just some stuff that I was reading though. Uh, they were expecting scores to be low uh, and there are two par fives and two drivable par fours in the per first par, uh, five holes. So there could be fireworks from the get-go. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, when, when, when you see a course over 7,500 yards like this one, I mean, you automatically got to think it, it fits the guys that are longer hitters, the Brysons, the Rorys. Yes. Yeah, this is a, it's a big ballpark. Um, it's, you know, the, the short hitters are going to struggle here. Uh, it, you're right. The, a lot of the pros are – pretty well, pretty much unfamiliar with the golf course. They've had a couple of NCAA championships here and they've had like senior events and whatnot. And they also had a Palmer cup that, uh, uh, DJ Webb Simpson. Um, and there's a couple others that are in the field that played in it. Uh, this was years and years and years ago. Yeah, Billy Hope. Um, but what's that? 
Billy, Billy Horschel played in. Oh, Billy. Oh, yeah, my your guy. boy, your boy, Billy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm going to look for guys who, uh, who hit the ball long. Um, I do want guys who hit irons well, because they're mostly going to be unfamiliar with these greens and they're only going to get basically a day and a half to maybe two days to look at these greens with the, uh, Monday finish at the Northern trust. So you want, you, the guys are going to want to hit the ball close. So they're, you know, cause the greens are going to be tough enough to get used to. They're going to have to get accustomed to them while playing the event on Thursday and Friday. So we're going to look at, uh, you know, we can look at long hitters. We can look at uh, good iron players, but you know, your strokes gain T to green is I think the, the critical stat here, at least the one that I'm going to be working off of. I agree with that. I think that, you know, coming to a new golf course, I think that, the guys that can control their flight uh, the best are going to, are going to do the best. Uh, you're not necessarily going to know the lines as well. So it's going to be who can hit that straight line or, or their preferred shot shape the most consistently. I, I was reading today that uh, Ryan Palmer uh, was talking about with, with how soft it's going to play that it, it definitely favors uh, the bombers this week. Um, you know, I, I put a lot of stock into what Ryan Palmer says. He's a know. Texan, right? He's a Texan. Um, uh, boys, talk about things that age really poorly for me uh, on this podcast was, I think, three or four months ago, I was touting Ryan Palmer for the Ryder Cup. Uh, didn't That didn't turn yeah. out great. That didn't turn out real great. He was playing well. He was playing great for them for a few months there. And it's, you know, he's, he's really, you know, tailed off. But still love him. Still love Ryan Palmer. Um Guys, John Rahm is a massive favorite this week. No shock. Um, you know, it depends on which book. You know, we, we usually go with Dra- DraftKings pricing for this show. Um, he's at plus 550. Um, usually, for me, anything that's plus seven or 800 or under is is near unbettable territory because it's just, A, it's really hard to win golf tournaments. As John Rahm proved last week, he led for basically four and a half days and still didn't win. But he also is playing historic golf, as we talked about earlier. Is for for either one of you is is Rom at plus five fifty? Is he, is that still a number you would put money on for Rom? Uh, not for me. Uh, if I'm going to bet a winner, I like to bet more of a slight long shot with a lower amount. I'll, I'll bet larger amounts on top fives, top tens, uh, round matches, stuff like that. But at five fifty, I just don't think that the return would be would be great enough. Johnny, I think I think the books here are trying to get all a lot of the volume bets off of Rom by by pricing him so low, and everybody else has got some pretty uh, pretty good odds here. I I would probably I'd be very hesitant to to bet him on a win bet, although a top five at at about plus one thirty, that's not guaranteed money, but that's there's a good chance that that's going to hit. He's he played well enough. The only thing he did is he kind of struggled with his putting, and and uh, that's a difficult golf course, Liberty National, to make putts. So that would be more along the lines of what I'm going to focus on with him. But as hard as it is to win a golf tournament, and I know the field is is uh, only 70 players rather than the 125, but plus 550. That's just I was almost shocked it was that low. It's 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 a really tough one to bet unless you're you're planning on putting quite a bit of money on it. Um, uh, also under plus two thousand, uh, man Xander just keeps riding the shit out of that gold medal, and now he's he's second uh, in the odds. I, I still can't quite understand that considering he hasn't won a PJ Tour event since twenty eighteen. But uh, here we are. Uh, Jordan Spieth also at sixteen hundred coming off of. Uh, that rough final round Morikawa who's I guess nursing a bad back at plus 1800 and JT at plus 1800 um, guys the only only one for me here that I could even think about betting for a win would be JT questions with Morikawa's health questions with Spice, uh, you know off the you know off the tee game and Xander just flat out doesn't win uh, uh, so for me, JT flashed last week. His putter uh, kind of came back. He, he gained a few shots with the putter. He actually lost two shots around the green, which is really rare for, for a guy that, uh, like JT who's so good around the greens. So I think that's a bit of a fluke. I think he this could be a, a type of golf course that he contends on. 
any one of those guys uh, uh, you like, Zach? I agree with you on Thomas. I like him at plus 1,800. I think that with a smaller bet gives you a reasonable return. I also like him at plus 400 for the top five. I think that you can bet not necessarily aggressively, but, you know, a reasonable bet uh, and that has a slight chance to come in. So I like him. I agree with you. I, I don't like Morikawa this week because of the health issues. And I did like speed until Johnny told me he was hitting the ball all over the map with the driver. And now I have no interest whatsoever. Johnny, yeah, what about you? That's, that's why I, I will probably stay away from speed this week here. So we'll, we'll, uh, we'll this will kind of circle back around here, but a lot of times with the playoffs here, um, when, a, when one of the guys starts out playing pretty well in the first event, they generally carry that momentum over um, to the second event and, and so on and so forth there, because the FedEx cup points are so high here in the playoffs and they want to get in position to, uh, you know, to end up winning uh, or getting in position to have a, a good start off point in the, uh, in the tour championship there. So, um, I liked what I saw fr from Thomas uh, at that finish there. And I do like guys who play well um, the final round and then they, get, they can carry that momentum into the next one. Um, of those guys, Thomas would be the guy. And, and I like what Zach said, uh, that plus 400 in the top five is, is a pretty tasty number there. So I, I, I like him as a win bet, top five bet. Um, the rest of them I'm going to hold off on um, for reasons been discussed there. But uh, I think of those top guys, I think he's your probably your, your safest and, and wisest bet. All right. So we're all three on JT this week. Uh, I, you know, I, I love that point about momentum in the playoffs. We've, we've seen it for the last few years. Um, you know, a guy like DJ last year get, gets on a roll and he finishes first, second, first in, in the three uh, playoff events. Uh, the plus 2000 range, I think, offers um, a ton of possibilities, uh, a ton of potential winners in this range. Uh, DJ and Bryson at plus 2200. Uh, Louis coming back. He's also at 20, plus 22. Rory at 25. Brooks at 25, Cantlay at 25, and then Cam and Finau at 28. Um, Johnny, I'll come back to you for this one. Um, we talked about Bryson um, and Rory. The, the golf course, in theory, suits them. Um, it's a comp to Quail Hollow. Anytime you think of Quail Hollow, Quail Hollow you think of Rory. Is, is there any way that you can put faith in Rory right now? I don't think I can, even at that number. I mean, I, th this is subject to change because it'll be, we still got 36 hours until this event starts from when we're recording right now, but plus 2,500 definitely makes me look, uh, look twice, look three times. Um, I, I just don't, I, I just don't see him winning, winning an event right now. I just, he's not playing that well. Um, this, this course would fit Bryson as well. Um, but with all the, the stuff he's got going on in his brain, um, I, I think that there's just a little bit too much there. DJ has not had good form lately, but the, it seems the the BMW Championship, where, wherever it's at, he's had some success at. And I might end up biting on him. Um, Do we hold last the, week against him for having a crack driver the first round and not being? Able well, to see, that's the thing is, yeah, I think that kind of messed him up. I, it didn't, you know, it didn't affect his first round too much, but. Yeah, I mean, and then the second round, he had to borrow uh, Lucas Glover's driver is what I heard, wasn't it? Something so. like that. So so he wasn't even using his uh, his equipment that day, uh, that, that second round when he ended up missing the cut. So I, he's going to have – he's going to get on a heater at some point, whether it's going to be this week, whether it's going to be, you know, the next spring. Um, I'm, I'm kind of banking on it to be sooner rather than later, though, because he's kind of been held down a little too long here. So – I do like him at that plus 2,200 number and also Pat Cantlay. Um, he's not been too friendly to the podcast here because it seems whenever we're high on him, doesn't play that well, but played really, really good last week. Um, plus 2,500 is not too bad there. And this, uh, this is a good golf course. I think that that could suit him here. And uh, I don't know, I, I, his name's kind of popped up here. Um, he's a guy that I really, really like. So 
I think t- strokes gain T to green, he's up there, and then his scrambling is also pretty good. So uh, third third in the field in, in strokes gain T to green. So I'm going to kind of go off of that stat there. I'm going to throw a little bit on, on Cantley for a win. Okay. That's, that, that's you know, I could, I could see it. Uh, Zach, for you, um, any chance Finau can just continue this uh, momentum and, and, and put himself in contention again, plus 2,800? I like the number, and I think he can, but I'm not going to put money on him. I just – the truth is, is I used to put money on him every week because I felt like he was going to do something good, and he never did, so I'm a little burnout on, on Tony. I like to see him win. I'm glad that you did well with him. I just can't trust him anymore, at least not for now. Uh, I do agree with Johnny on Cantley, though. Uh, I think that, that he could do really, really well. Uh, I don't really like Bryson this week very much. Uh, again, I think he's got that long drive competition and he already struggles with accuracy anyway. So, I mean, is he going to be trying to ramp up to hit the ball farther? I just don't like him. Uh, Johnson, I don't really like like Dustin this week. 118th in scrambling, 147th in fairways hit and middle of the pack putting. I don't – on a new course that he doesn't know the lines – I don't see. I do like Louie, number one in uh, shots gained putting, number 10 shots gained around the green. I mean, even if he's not hitting the ball off the, dry, uh, off the tee the best, he still gets up and down. He still makes putts. I think he would be good for a top 10. Louis, Louis top 10 is always, I mean, late this year has been, that's automatic. I, I mm-hmm. mean, you would have bet that every tournament you'd be, you'd be rolling in the dough right now. Um, I don't know, guys. I something. I'm I'm trying to talk myself into Bryson a little bit. Um, he made a shit ton of birdies last week. Uh, I think it was. I don't know. I think it was his first round where he made yeah. two two pars. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he made some big numbers, but he made like nine or ten birdies. I mean, he's making a ton of birdies, which is encouraging. Um, but yeah, he is making a ton of mistakes as well. Um, I. I don't know. I I'll, I might have to talk myself into it by the end of the week. Um, I am I am unlike Zach. I am going to go back to Tony and, and I'm going to hit him up again. Um, I just think confidence does wonders uh, in this game. He's now seen himself cross the finish line. Um, his ball striking's always been on point, and now you know last week he gained four shots with the putter. He's seen some putts go in. I, I think he could be really dangerous again. Um, so I am going to go back to Tony and I'll also probably take a bite on Bryson in that range, but I'll, I have to think about that one. Um, uh, next range, 3000 to 5,000. I'll name a few names. You guys tell me who you like. Um, my guy, Scotty Scheffler, he's angling for that last writer's cup spot. I, I have a feeling he's going to show up eventually. Paul Casey, uh, also at plus 3000 with Scheffler, um, English answer, Victor Hovland burger at 35, and Hideki Webb at 40, Corey Connors, and Shane Lowry at 45. A lot of really good ball strikers in here, a lot of guys that have been struggling with the putter. Um, looking at you, Hideki, Corey Connors. Um, Johnny, there's there's a couple guys in here that have won recently in English and, and answer. Um, do you like anyone to really threaten for a win in this group? For a win? Oh man, Paul Casey. <laughs> you know what? I made a mistake of saying his name was it last week or two weeks was, ago, and I won't do it again. Week. It was last. Anyways, um, I do like that Scotty Scheffler pick. I mean, he's he's banging on the door. He's hit the ball really, really well, and yeah, it's just about finding that one putt that Fino made. You know that uh, that one just kind of where he just knows he can he can do it and you know, where he gets that confidence there. So he's the guy that I've got on my radar here. Um, and I, I think that he knows that he's close on that Ryder cup team. So hopefully there's some motivation there. I, when I first looked at everything, um, earlier today, I Harris English, uh, did kind of come to mind. Doesn't necessarily fit the golf course because he's not a bomber, but I mean, he's just a he's just a really good player right now. And he's, you know, can make putts. Um, you know, he fell quite a bit, um, with his, uh, as far as the the standings there for, 
the FedEx Cup points. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking for a rebound uh, week from him. And the other guy I, I'm looking at down there is Corey Connors. Um, I think he's top 10 last week. So I'm going to ride that momentum into, uh, into this week here. And I'm going to, I like that plus 350 at top 10. Might sprinkle a little bit on the win bet at 45 to 1. I mean, that's, that, we're, we're in, the, in the territory here that if you like anybody, I think all of them are worth, uh, you know, just, just a little bit if you think they're going to finish top five or top 10 is to throw a real small bet on. But those are, those are the guys that, I, I, that really kind of popped out at me. I love Corey Connors. Um, I, I'm in love with his golf swing, his ball striking. Um, God, if he could just putt, man, this guy would be he'd be a top ten player. Um, he gained nine shots last week, tee to green. Um, so, so he's getting it done again. But uh, lost shots around the green, lost shots with the putter. It's same old story with him. Um, if he could ever get that fixed, he'd be he'd be. I mean, he'd be winning a couple times a year. Uh, Zach, for you. Um, who you like here for for a guy that that you know can provide a really good return on a win? Um, like you guys, I like Shuffler. Uh, he always seems to be there. With you saying it's going to be wet, he hits the ball long. He's a big guy, good ball striker. I think it, it his number, which I think is yeah three thousand. I like that. I also like him at two thirty top ten. Um, I like Connors as well. The putting always bothers me. Um, just like in real life. Um, and, and I like Casey. I always like Casey when it comes to any tournament that has to do with ball striking and he hits the ball adequately far. I mean, he's not a short hitter, but he's not a bomber, but I think he hits the ball well enough, long enough. I like him too, for any tournament that he doesn't actually have to win. Well, I was just, yeah, I, I just don't see him winning any of these events. Like, Top five, top tens for sure, but yeah, yeah. God, he's just underachieved as far as the wins. I mean, aside from Scheffler, the only person he's the only person that that I would put money on to win. Everybody else would be a top five or a top ten bet. Okay, I, I'm still drawn, and I talked about him last week. I'm still drawn to Daniel Berger. Um, I, I think he was uh, last week. He was. Um, Horrible with the putter. He lost six shots. Um, he's still gained tee to green. He's gained six shots on approach. Um, so he really struggled on the greens. I don't know what the deal was, um, but um, I think I still think he's striking it fine. Bef- before last week, he had top tens at the Open and uh, the WGC. Um, also top ten at the U.S. Open. So I might go back to Daniel Berger again at plus thirty five hundred, plus two fifty for a top ten is a really good number as well. And I'm with Johnny. I like Connors, but um, probably can't probably can't take him on a win at this point because you can't trust him, um, you know, to, to make enough putts. Um, starting the next range with uh, one of my favorite guys all season, Sam Burns at plus fifty five hundred. Which, by the way, I don't really get why Sam Burns is not getting any sort of Ryder Cup attention. It's all Scheffler, and if you look at the last year strokes gained, they're basically the same. Burns is a better putter. He's won. He's finished in the top three more than Scheffler. Um, I'm not. I'm not really sure why Sam Burns is getting zero love for the Ryder Cup, and he fits the narrative of uh, you know young American that would really benefit to get in the Ryder Cup at this point. Um, so, Sam Burns fan club uh, over here, but I'm just I, I just don't get it. Uh, so he's at 5,500 um, uh, going down to the, I don't know plus eight nine thousand guys. There's some guys in here that. Um, Really played well last week. Uh, Keegan Bradley at plus 7,000. He really showed up. Um, he did the thing where he ball strike the hell out of it, of course. Um, also playing well is, is uh, you know, my nemesis in life, Kevin Na. Um, he, uh, <laughs> for some reason, this guy is just, he just continually gets it done. He's at plus 6,000. Alex Norin flashed last week. He's at 8,000. HV3 at 8,000. He had a good week. Um and then uh, Jason Kokrak at 8,000. That's, that's the guys that are under 10. Um, you know, for me, guys, this is where the range where you, you, you'd like to think, you know, someone can win. This is obviously the range that Fina won in last week. Um, but you're betting on the upside. You're betting on, the, on someone's ceiling in here. There's just not a lot here that I think, besides Burns, has the ceiling to win at this point. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think the Sam Burns thing, it just, 
like he kind of, I think he might be as good of a player as Scheffler. He just Scheffler has kind of been a bigger name throughout the uh, an entire season, and Burns had, uh, maybe the past couple of years has tend to kind of go away in the middle of the summer, and maybe you know major championships he hasn't been there. But dude should have won it or could have won his second event here a few a uh, few weeks ago, right? So I mean, you know, he's got that's pretty good value too at plus fifty five hundred. That's for me, that's about the highest I'll go as far as a win bet um, at this event here. But I do like his number. So, you know, him being a good putter, um, you know, you, you generally like those guys. They just got to strike it decent, get it on the green there, and then, and then make some putts. Um, I'm not going to do any other win bets, like I said, beyond this. But, like, uh, Keegan Bradley played re- really good um, on Monday there, and, you know, he could – ball strike the hell out of it and he'll uh, you know I'm, I'm sure he'll uh, have a decent finish there but uh, like you said there's not much um, two guys Alex Noren played pretty good I don't necessarily like him in the, in the top 10 maybe a top 20 or something like that but maybe or even a first round lead bet because that guy can can go pretty low once he gets that putter going um, Eric Van Ruyen he's played pretty well recently um, at 80 to one there. Um, I got to think that the momentum is going to end at some point, but he, he was, he was playing in the final group. So he might be of some value in the top 20, top 30. But as far as any, any win bets, like I said, I just, I just don't see it for this week, uh, on, on any of those guys. Uh, Van Royan, man, he's, I mean, lo- looking good in those joggers. So, I mean, he really does. I like the look. I just, he's I been like burning it. me for years. I can't bet on him. <laughs> Who do you like there, uh, Zach? Um, do you, what do you think of Burns, my guy? Um, I, I feel like you might be changing my mind. Uh, all I can say no. is what I wrote down in my notes is dislike, not enough experience. And, and that's the only bad thing I can say. But you are absolutely right about him and Scheffler. He... He's certainly no worse, and Scheffler gets a lot more love. Um, I mean, Burns Burns has finished in the top three four times since the Genesis in February. Um, That's pretty damn good. Yeah, everything you say is changing my mind. So uh, I don't have anybody else at this number winning, but I, I do have a couple bets that I like. I like Westwood top 20 at plus 400. And I really like him top 10 at plus a thousand. I think that you could put a little bit of money down on that and him being that savvy veteran, he, he tends to kind of be up there when the tournaments matter. Uh, I like Sunjai M top 10 at plus 450. Uh, I heard Horschel's name thrown out. I'm not sure what that's about, but I like Horschel top 10 at plus 700. Um, Horschel's on my shit list too. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I mean, I got, a, it, I got quite a few. <laughs> it's not a guy. He's just not a guy that is always there, but then, you know, when I look up and I haven't bet on him, he's always there. So he probably won't be there this week. Well, you got to understand though, Zach, Phil, Phil's shit list is the most random collection or the most random reasons why. So I don't even know why he's on, on, on that list, but just random people, whether they're golf pros, athletes, random FWGA people. I mean, he probably has that's, a list of, so that's not true. That part's not true. Now, PJ tour, I <laughs> uh, just want to make it clear. PJ tour. Yes. B- Billy Horschel just needs to shut his damn mouth. That's, he, he, he's one of these guys that when he speaks, he thinks that the whole world's going to care. Like he's, he's a superstar. Well, he's not, he's not a superstar. He's Billy Horschel. Um, you know, he's won four or five times. He's really solid pro. He's made a, made a good career, but he's not, he's not a superstar. So he needs to stop acting like it. And Kevin, nah, after, you know, the incident with DJ at the match play in March, I was done with him with, was condescending to the world number one. Uh, I was I was off of Kevin Knott and the walking in the putts. I'm, I'm over. Uh, I just can't believe how much he sounds like Tiger. I'll, I'll like be hearing things and not be watching the TV and I turn around and think it's Tiger. It's Kevin Knott. I haven't weird. noticed that. I got to look at that now. Uh, it's just weird to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one, but 
he sounds like uh, Zach. You mentioned Westwood. I I, I do like. I do like that play. Um, he he gained five shots to the green last week, so his ball striking seems to be coming around. Plus 1,000 for top 10 is a pretty juicy number. Um, Johnny, I, I think we've talked a lot about Johnny Vegas on this, and this is a Johnny Vegas course. Um, he hits it a mile. It's a bomber's course. Um, plus 13,000 to win, which I'll have no part of, but plus 800 for a top 10 is – um, something I'm probably going to definitely be betting. Um, and then the other guy that I would bet for a top 10 in this range, and I, I just talked about him a little bit, it was Kokrak at plus 600. He did make uh, quite a few birdies in, before he missed the cut last week, but this is more of a Kokrak course, I think, this week. Um, so those would be a couple of top 10s that I like down the board. Um, what do you got? Those, those aren't bad there. Um, I actually – I, I never really thought about Kokrak this week, but yeah, that the golf course would uh, would suit him pretty well there. Um, I you know Keith Mitchell, um, he played pretty well last week. Yeah, uh, really had to grind it out just to make it to uh, you know to the event here, um, just to qualify for it. So I think. I, I think I'd like him under some capacity. I mean, 14 to one for a top 10 is, is a pretty good number there. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe you, you go a little bit safer and you look at a top 20 or top 30 bet, you know, I'm not sure if they've, if they've got those this week, but uh, he's a guy that I think can uh, carry over that momentum there. And uh, you know, maybe he ends up contending or, 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 uh, you know, finishing pretty high there and has a chance at, at making it to the tour championship there. Um, so I'm, I'm looking at that. Also looking at the other guy, his, um, his teammate in, uh, the Tuesday match when they, when Phil Mickelson and Joel Damon played the, that Tuesday game there, uh, Harry Higgs had to birdie like three of his last four or something like that to get in by, uh, to get in by one. And he ended up qualifying there. 22 to one for a top 10. Yeah, that's, that might be a tough one there, but you know, if you look, you can find some value as like a first round lead or, or get him in, in some sort of uh, um, some sort of number there to, to, to finish. I mean, he's got to have good odds all the way down the board there. So I'm not expecting him to contend. Um, He really hasn't pretty much, I don't think at all this, this season, but you can never write off these guys. Like I said, once they they have a good start to the playoffs, and they can re- ride that momentum. So, Mitchell and and, uh, and the big rig uh, are two guys that uh, that I'm kind of targeting here. Um, I forgot one other one other guy I like um, down here. Uh, actually, it was the only best bet of mine that hit last week. Aaron Wise, uh, I had him for a top forty. I, I would probably go as high as top 20 on him uh, this week. That would be, I think that would be plus money. Yeah. Plus 400. Um, He's hitting it great. He's using the broomstick, Adam Scott, old school putter. Um, That seemed to work a little bit better for him, but I think he's one of these guys, young guys that has a high ceiling if he would ever figure out the putter. Um, So plus 400, I like, and keep in mind, this is a no cut tournament. Um, You know, top 20s, top 40s are still in play, even, you know, after the second round, even if guys down the board. So with only 70 being in the field, a top 40 bet, um, a lot of these are going to hit, obviously. Um, Zach, anything else for you this week? Uh, I like Cam Champ. Um, I think he hits the ball long enough. Uh, If he can keep the ball in the fairway, and his weekend, score, weekend scoring averages are both below 70. So when he makes the, uh, the cut, he shoots low rounds. Uh, I like Shane Lowry as well. Uh, I think he's a name that doesn't get talked about a lot, but, you know, he, he plays well often. Uh, top 20 shots uh, gained green to tee or tee to green uh, and uh, top 20 shots gained around the green. So, Again, another guy that strikes the ball well, and then when he misses the green, he seems to get up and down often. Uh, yeah, Lowry's had a really good season. I, I've talked about him a few times, and uh, I, I think he'll be on the Ryder Cup team. I mean, I don't, I haven't looked at the the European points list or the World points list, but I expect him to be there. I think he's a guy that could be a problem with the Ryder Cup. Um, just 
he's a really, really good putter, really good around the greens. And when he's hitting the ball, good, he's tough to beat. Um, Johnny, how do you feel about Abraham answer? Answer what he did not play well last week. Um, now I don't know if that's just a one-off considering how well he's been playing and, you know, get coming off the win. I don't know if this is a answer course for me. Um, but he, he lost, he lost a shot T to green last week. It was pretty, just pretty much zero everywhere else. But um, if he, if he could be somewhere in the, in the positive off the T and, and, you know, figure it out with the approach, like he always does, then, you know, maybe top 10 to plus two fifty. Johnny. I, I, I don't love him this week, but his, his T to green numbers are good. So you're right. If he can just get the ball on the green, um, you know, he's, he's one of those guys that we've always talked about um, the, how they can kind of just grind it out. And he's no cut events here. You know, you don't, you, they're, they're good to get, if you can get these uh, good ball strikers, good players, um, you know, with some plus odds that, you know, this is the, their chance to get into the, uh, the, the, the top 30 and get into the tour championship where there's that, those huge payouts. So you look at a guy like, like answer, if, you know, let's, even if he does struggle, you know, he's proven that this guy will play four rounds and he'll play hard for four rounds. So, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going to, if I would bet him, but you know, if I, plus 100 on a top 20, I mean, that even money, that's not too bad. So it's something to definitely look into because he, like I said, he is a guy who I like, uh, you know, in, in, in these no cut events. Zach, I want to go back to you real quick and not necessarily about the tournament um, specifically, but just golf betting in general, um, you know, Johnny and I, Doing the, doing the show for a while, talking about betting. I'm usually more aggressive. I bet more win bets, and Johnny kind of goes more top fives, top tens, top 20s. Do you have a specific strategy um, that you stick to on, on, on a specific week, or you just, just depend on the golf course, the, if it's a major? You know, what is it for you? I bet more on on the majors for sure. Uh, I'll bet one or two guys that that have fairly high odds at a, a small amount to win the tournament. And then like Johnny, I am more where I bet top tens, top fives, top twenties uh, with plus odds. And then I'll do a lot of betting on like round matchups throughout the tournament um, or parlays on round matchups. I'll do that a lot for like oh, five. Yeah. I'll do like three or four groups at, you can get your odds up pretty high and make some money. Uh, when it comes to other sports, though, I, I bet parlays mainly for small amounts trying to hit big. Yeah. Well, it's – Johnny and I were just talking about this. It's, a, it's, it's the easiest way to, to win big money with low stakes. Um, it's really hard to do. And the, the, the round matchups are really fun if you find three or four guys you really like and, you, you know – get like a plus 2000 or well, like plus a thousand odds or something like that and put 10 bucks on it. You can win a hundred bucks. Um, uh, you know, this, this week is really tough. Like, like we mentioned handicapping with the golf course that you haven't seen before. You're not really sure how it's going to play. Um, and it was the same way with a couple of events we saw earlier this year. Um, so for all those that are listening that are, that are, you know, trying to get a feel on, on where to bet, um, you know, there's there's a myriad of different ways you can go, but um, like we said all season, the great way, the great thing about golf betting is you can bet, um, you know, a variety of different guys at different, you know, finish, you know, finish intervals, top five, top tens, top twenties, and um, you know, make money that way without even picking a winner. Um, I think that wraps it, guys. Um, Zach, Johnny, it was uh, it was good to talk about this one, talk about Finau's win, and. Uh, uh, you know, along the way, me, Bash, Billy Horschel, and Kevin Nuss. So appreciate you guys being here. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, it was nice to be asked. I appreciate it. And thank you. I'm looking forward to this event here, getting on to the FedEx Cup Championship or whatever it's called, and then on to the Ryder Cup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next next week will be the, the last, uh, well, I guess, tour show until – the next season starts in like three weeks. Right. I mean, it's yeah. pretty much right after, I think the season starts before the Ryder cup. I think I saw that today, which oh is, God. it's asinine. There's no break uh, until really December for these guys. Um, 
but we'll be here to break it down next week. Uh, the tour championship and the end of the FedEx cup. Uh, appreciate Zach and Johnny being here once again. Um, please check out our picks on Instagram, Facebook on Wednesday, and uh, we'll have them up there. So thanks again. Thanks again for listening and catch you next time.